0: If all you have is a hammer, all you will see is a nail. That's a pretty well-known saying, and, and it's also an introduction to the ideas of frame, worldview, and culture. The saying is usually attributed to Abraham Maslow, so often that it's sometimes called Maslow's hammer. As far as we can make out though, he never said it in quite that many words. But wait, I mean, why even talk about this? I mean, what does this have to do with my main stuff, which is changing changing software? Eh, Better at least mention that, eh? Nearly all significant change in human behaviors, individual or group, depends on three things. A new technique, a new mindset, and a path that can reach both of them. The geek trades generally overvalue the technique, undervalue the mindset, and ignore the path altogether. If we're to change the trajectory of the trade, we need to attend to mindset and path both. A rough understanding of the ideas of frame, worldview, and culture will be really useful in that endeavor. That begins with the meaning of that well-known aphorism. Now, When we have a problem, we come up with a solution using our tools. That's about as dictionary straightforward as one can possibly be. The tool shapes the solution that we come up with. But that is not what that saying means. If all you have is a hammer, all you will see is a nail, is a statement about problems. It says the tool shapes not just what solution we come up with, but how we experience the problem itself. The important word in there isn't hammer and it isn't nail, it's C. The tool becomes, in effect, a kind of filter on the tool holder's experience. It, it alters the experience of the person holding it. heightens the focus on some parts of an environment and diminishes the focus on others. We could say the tool distorts the experience, but be careful there. Distort has negative connotations and we don't want to import these. The way the tool alters our experience might be useful to us or not, so we want to stay value-neutral if we say distort. Now when we think, we use a variety of tools. The most important ones are our past experiences, and if you will, the abstract crystallized essences we've gathered along the way. We have a lot of words for pieces of this metaphor, concept, intuition, idea, model, logic. And evidently not Maslow's hammer, tells us that those tools affect not just how we solve our problems but how we even experience them in the first place. Note the circularity there, because it's important. Experience shapes the mental tool, which shapes the experience. The tools we use most commonly are the ones based most deeply in our experience. They usually involve our direct access to the physical world. Things like moving or building, throwing or running, hearing, giving and getting. There are a whole bunch of them. Cognitive scientists have a name for these little abstract crystallized essences. They call them frames, and they've identified quite a few of them. They give them little shorthand names like the more frame or the build frame. Humans use a lot of frames and they combine them into larger things too. And the frames shape, sometimes dramatically, everything they do consciously. The set of frames a person has within them Whether they're currently in use or not, forms their Weltanschauung. That's a German word, awkward and distant, dating from the 19th century. I'm using it here on purpose. I want it to seem foreign to you before we switch back to English. Say it with me. Weltanschauung. 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 Alright, okay, that's enough. The literal English translation is worldview. But I do hope you let it jar you a little. How does a thinker, given an experience, choose which tool she'll use to frame that experience? Well, that's her Weltanschauung, her worldview, in action. In the physical world, the choices between frames seem really obvious. That's, after all, why so many of us share those frames. It's a move, or it's a build, or it's a more. In the socio-technical world, it's not nearly so obvious. Once we get away from the physical, we also get a greater variety of possible uses of frames. The frames get distant from their reference. We we can combine them too. The further we go, the further we are from the obvious usages of any one frame or frame cluster. All the frames you have, plus the meta frames you use to choose frames, these amount to your worldview. All the worldviews we have in the room These amount to our culture. Now, that's too simple. You're going to have to lean into me a little and just forgive it. But let's keep going. So now we got four things. Experiences and biology make frames. Frames and metaframes make worldviews. Worldviews make cultures. That suggests a nested causal hierarchy. And I really need you to see that's not quite it. Remember the circularity? Experiences make frames, maybe even new ones. But the frames you had before the experience shaped that experience itself. That same strange loopiness is present all the way through. Worldviews make culture, but you know, culture shapes worldviews too, and so on. The culture of software development is currently driven largely by combinations of just a few frames. Two in particular, more and build are particularly dominant. And it's not working terribly well. It wasn't 20 years ago when we started this movement, and it's still not. I am proposing we change that culture. It's a culture made from worldviews, made from frames, made from experiences. I propose we reframe it. Doing so is my hobby. This is a shift for me. It used to be my mission. Having a mission one is doomed to fail at is a bad thing. Having a hobby that will occupy one for a whole lifetime is a good thing. I've toyed with several shorthand names for the meta frame I'd like to see gradually outweigh the more and the build frames in our worldviews and culture. Some of those might shock and others would likely just confuse. For the moment, let's just call that frame change harvesting. I won't dive deep on change harvesting for the moment. See my backlist and stay tuned. But in one sentence, we change, To harvest value so we can keep changing. Before we go, I want to say something about how vague, fuzzy, abstract, how damn meta all this is. It bothers me sometimes, and sometimes it bothers my respondents, too. One longs for the vodka clarity of a simple prescriptive sentence, preferably just a few words based on a simple direct frame from the physical world, to tell us how to change software and how to change changing software. Method, Mindset, Path. A sentence might give the method if it's minor. Method might give the mindset if it's used. In that case, path will be easy if the method is minor and used often enough. None of changing software or changing, changing software fits those conditions. Every time I try a simple prescriptive sentence, and I've been trying it in this movement, in this trade for 20 years, pretty much nonstop, it runs dead smack in to the culture, the worldviews, and the frames. If all you have is a hammer, all you will see is a nail. The predominant frames are the hammer. The shape of the software trade, and particularly the agile movement, is the result of seeing only a nail over and over and over again. Before we go, let me give you a homework idea. Over the next little stretch, listen to the frames going on around you. If some X gives some Y, then more X will give more Y. That frame is called more. When we finish making this, the value will pour in. That's build. So listen to what's going on around you, and notice how often you'll hear more and build in the trade. I'm G-Paw. Thanks for listening.